And gather around, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Camp Shivers. We are gathered around the fire tonight, and we are talking about the new movie that's just come out, Megan, killer robot, dancing to Taylor Swift, very creepy, doll-like, um, basically killer doll movies like Chucky and Annabelle and all that, meeting the Terminator, and I gotta say, I... It is one of the best movies I've seen so far this year. I know it's still early in 2023, but it is really good, really funny, satirical. It's got a lot of heart. It's got a good, strong uh, social message. And it's scary, and it works. And it's just, there's something so off about it that just makes it work. It Normally, you know, you could go the typical slasher route but it's just not and what uh the creators did um it's by blumhouse produced by james wan of the saw franchise and conjuring franchise so you already have a good horror mind working behind this and it's by blumhouse get out the purge uh paranormal activity all those great horror movies that everyone loves the b-movie studio and this movie is it, as I mentioned, it doesn't take itself that seriously. It could have gone the typical slasher killer doll, starts picking up knives and slashing people's throats. It doesn't go that route, and I think it's all the better for it. So the movie begins with a young girl named Katie, and she's in a car crash, and her parents are killed. So she's sent to live with her aunt, played by Allison Williams. And she is a roboticist, an engineer, for a big toy company called Funky. And the company is having problems. It's, you know, it's facing competition. They got to get the new thing out, the next hot-selling product that will grab all the kids. And so, seeing how bad Katie is feeling with the loss of her parents... Uh, Allison Williams, or Gemma, that's her name, decides to introduce the, her newest project, and it's this android doll called Megan, or Model 3 Generative Android. It's basically this 10-year-old girl robot that looks like an anime character, so off about it. The eyes, the, the robotic way of speaking, the, the childish voice, and it's to be... Katie's friend, and so the two girls, for lack of a better term, begin bonding. And however, as you probably have guessed, Megan starts learning. And with learning comes the killing, because Megan's programming is to protect Katie from all harm. And all harm could be anything. Bullies. Parents. Strangers, Gemma, because Gemma is the aunt, the legal guardian, the parent, and Megan sees that as a threat. So, Megan starts going on a killing spree, all for Katie. And there you go, there's Megan, typical B-movie horror, and it's great. First thing I wanted to mention that I love the message behind this movie, it's all about the reliance on technology. I'm going to sound like an old man here, but I didn't get my first cell phone till I was in seventh grade, and it was a little flip phone, track phone, that I could just make a call. I remember playing 
like poker and blackjack on my dad's little flip phone when I was like six. And we didn't have all the 4G and 5G. We didn't have the smartphones. I'm old enough to remember Blackberries and how they were the big thing. You could access your email and the internet all before cell phones. And, you know, nowadays everyone's on their phone or their computer. You can work from home from like Zoom and all that. So this movie is basically telling you the dangers of that technology because Katie is getting too attached to Megan. Megan is starting to replace her parents. Megan is replacing Gemma. And all Katie wants is friends, or in this case, a friend to replace her parents. But as you know, that starts taking over her life, similar to how we are so reliant on technology. And speaking of technology, the two actresses that played Megan, uh, Amy Donald was the physical uh, actor for Megan. She was in the costume. And Jenna Davis was the voice. And I gotta say, perfect casting. Amy Donald, about what, 10, 11 years old? And she was able to nail the robotic movements for Megan. I've watched the behind the scenes videos she's she's all friendly she's all you know hugging her co-stars but then when the cameras start rolling again there's just something so off about her performance that makes it even more creepy it's like an alien or or in this case you know a robot that's trying to be a child trying to be the grown-up but isn't and there's just something so off about the appearance of Megan like it's this rubber synthetic skin with these big eyes like an anime character and props to the costume department they made it look like really unsettling like a doll and I know they use some CGI to make it even more unsettling but I also have to say it's really good that they use an actual actress it wasn't just a CGI like she wasn't just talking to a tennis ball or anything so there's some for the special effects they're really good for such a low budget film and Amy Donald again does a great job she's um the big scene from the trailer is they're dancing to Taylor Swift there's a scene where she kills someone and she's doing all the flips she's doing like the the arm movements the dance it's so funny and yet you know something's about to go down so that just makes it all the more scary. And again, props to Amy Donald and Jenna Davis nailing that voice of Megan. Monotone, the singing voice. There's a very funny scene where she sings Titanium by Sia. It's just so out of place. It, but it works because it just makes Megan more unsettling. Nails the you know, you from the trailers, like, you should probably run the computerized voice, the monotone, scary, childish voice. Really good, so great casting. And along with the technology message and our over-reliance on technology, another thing about this film that I really liked is its message about grief. Katie is obviously suffering from losing her parents 
and she's lashing out, she's upset, she's withdrawn. And there's a really good scene where she and Gemma talk and Katie is reacting in anger. She's saying, I want Megan. And she ends up slapping Gemma, but Gemma, you know, calms her down and says, I understand why you're angry. It's okay for you to feel this way. It's okay to feel grief. It's okay to cry. I'm not your parent. I will never replace your parent, but neither will Megan. And for the actress who played Katie, um, Violet McGraw, she does a great job. Again, like eight, eight to 10 year old girl kicking ass and showing up all the other adult actors. And they say kids can't act. She knows when to cry. She knows when to get angry. Um, she makes the friendship between her and Megan very believable. The attachment between her and Megan is very uncomfortable. Like, everyone thinks it's a toy. She sees it as a new parent slash older sister slash family member. So to her, it's not a toy. And it's really, it's realistic how someone deals with grief. Not everyone deals with it that way, but for a young girl, you know, and a young child, that's natural. It's a new thing, and it's really sad. So I say that it's it's a good movie about grief. No one can replace a human being. And tying in with the over-reliance on technology, yes, you can have your smartphones, you can have your social media, but it doesn't replace human interaction. And from all my psychology classes, I'm no expert in this, but you can't beat the human spirit and nothing can replace someone else, no matter what, or no matter how good it is. And I want to say, when I, I went into this movie um, thinking that it would be rated R, it's not. It's actually PG-13, and I know why they did that, because they wanted to expand their audience. And uh, actually, funny about technology and social media, they did that because they realized the movie would be a hit with teenagers, because they posted the trailer on TikTok and all that, and people were reacting like, oh my god, Megan's dancing to Taylor Swift, that's so funny. So they said, we gotta expand the audience, and normally I don't agree with that, because just because it's PG-13 doesn't automatically make it successful, but I think they made the right move. Because it's not a typical slasher movie. Yeah, there are kills with bladed weapons. There's one scene where Megan kills someone using a paper cutter, which is disgusting, but it doesn't have to go all bloody. It didn't go... Uh, blood and guts and people's heads getting blown off or their throats slashed and they're bleeding out a river. They were able to keep it tame and I really think that prevented it from falling into typical horror uh, conventions, slasher tropes, if you know what I mean. So restraint was good in this case. And because this movie is so ridiculous in a way. I'm glad they made it a comedy. There were some legitimately funny moments, stuff that Megan says. She calls Katie a little bitch at one point. Uh, in the early montages, she's you see her kind of being a parent. So she's like, seriously, Katie, wash your hands. And she's, you know, 
making sure Katie eats properly, all that. And of course, the dancing, that's funny too. So there's a perfect blend of horror, comedy, sci-fi, slasher. There's enough blood for you slasher fans too. Not a lot, but there's enough. So I think... So I think when people see this movie, there's enough for everybody. It will please fans of all genres, um, or all horror subgenres, I should say. So it was really good. And my final rating, I give it a perfect 10 out of 10. Yeah, things could have been a bit better, but no film is perfect. And for me, actually, it was an exception because I don't like killer dolls. I've never been a fan of like Chucky or Annabelle. It's just something about it that just makes them so off and yeah i saw this this trailer and i called my friends and said hey guys you want to see this you guys are horror fans i want to see it too i'm a horror fan let's go and we all had a good time so yes megan highly recommend good satire good message and please it is worth your time And with that, I say, put out the fire, lock those cabins, hide under the covers, and it's lights out.